Good morning. Um, so today I'm just going to take a little time to um, discuss something that just recently came to mind as I was watching this thing on YouVersion. Um, and let me tell you, it was really good. So I'm eventually, probably I might even do this with Kamari, but I'm eventually going to do a podcast um, just discussing kind of the spiritual warfare, kind of the spiritual battle that's going on. And so lately I've been seeing a lot that kind of revolves around that, right? And then um, also just seeing a lot of wonderful analogies, a lot of wonderful, um, a lot of wonderful uh, revelations and, and things like that. And so I will eventually discuss those. But today, what we're discussing today is knowing your worth. Now, this is a tricky topic because a lot of times people will assume that because they feel like they deserve something or they are entitled to something, that that's knowing their worth. And I feel like that is a a, a kind of a gray area because that's not what really knowing your worth is. Um, For me, what I've been seeing a lot lately is um, that knowing our worth is is knowing the value that Christ has placed on us. For example, I was watching this video today through the YouVersion app, um, and it was Kirk Franklin who was doing the, uh, the the message on the story today. And one of the things that he said was that um, as Christians, we're like the fine china, and everyone else is kind of like the plastic cups and I was like whoa that's a really cool analogy and he was like you know don't he was like sometimes it gets lonely being the fine china up there because you don't get used you don't get picked you don't you know stuff like that he was like but he was like don't get discouraged or disheartened when you see um the the plastic stuff the plastic cups and the daily stuff uh, getting used to stuff on the bottom shelf, getting the common use, because God did not create us to be common. He chose us for a reason. He chose to place value on us for a reason. And so it's not to say that we are fine China in our own strength, because we could have never gotten ourselves to that place, but God has specifically chosen us to be fine china and so that's why we're we're we have that value placed on us and i feel like a lot of times the so the enemy's goal is to get us out of a place of feeling valued and feeling loved because if we don't feel valued and if we don't feel loved we don't continue in that relationship and so just take a moment to think back to a time where you've had a friend, you've had a family member, um, you've had a, a significant other who did not, who you did not feel valued or loved by. And if you didn't feel valued and loved by them, you never really developed a full relationship with them. You never really developed an intimate relationship with them. And so that's why the enemy's goal is to get us to feel like we're no longer valued by God. We're no longer um, loved by God and so he tries to get us in this place where we think that and we start believing that and then he starts using that 
to kind of distance ourselves from God to the point that we're no longer in an intimate relationship with him. And that's how the enemy draws us out of a place of peace and draws us out of a place of purpose because he knows that when we don't feel valued and love, we start walking away. And so what the enemy does is he tries to convince us that we are not worthy. And then sometimes he tries to convince us that we are worthy. So let me break this down to the bare bones just a little bit. Let's take a step back. (laughs) Survey the area. We're going to survey the area. We're going to take a step back and we're going to break it down to the bare bones. So there's two things that the enemy tries to convince us of. And it kind of goes back to this scale. So just imagine a scale, right? And on one side, you have um, the enemy convincing you that you, um, the enemy trying to convince you that, or, or rather, yeah, the enemy trying to convince you that you're not worthy. So that's on one side of the scale. And then on the complete opposite side of the scale is the enemy trying to convince you that you deserve this and that you are worthy. So, and then in the middle, we'll discuss what's in the middle, which is that, that, um, key point of humility and that key point of like um knowing the value that God has placed on you okay so on the far left of the spectrum we have the enemy trying to convince us that we're not worthy so what he tries to do is he tries to bring back our past he tries to bring back our sins he tries to bring back everything that will discourage us because he wants us to feel like we are not valued by God And so if he can get us in that spiritual insecurity, then we will never pursue a relationship with God. We will never pursue God's heart because we don't feel valued by God. And so that's why the enemy tries to tries to diminish our worth in a sense in our own eyes. He tries to diminish our worth because he knows that if he can get us to feel insecure about that, we won't approach it. If he can get us to feel uncomfortable in that, he won't we won't approach it. And so that's where it becomes an issue because then we never pursue an intimate relationship with God. We never pursue that um, that oneness with Christ. Um, and so then you have on the far right spectrum. So both of these are just negative things. Like if you're completely in this place of being, you know, ashamed of your sin, guilty of your sin, sin regretful of your sin, um, and you you never really step into that freedom of knowing the value that God has placed on you, then you're just living in kind of despair and and discouragement. And so that's the far left spectrum. Then you have the far right spectrum where people think this is a good thing, but a lot of times it can easily become something that's not. And so this is the knowing your worth and what you deserve. Um, I feel like a lot of times people associate knowing your worth and what you deserve as two things that are kind of intertwined. And sometimes they are intertwined. But I think that knowing your worth and knowing what you deserve is two completely separate like areas. What you deserve is what you feel you are entitled to, what you feel that you should receive or not receive as a result of the actions that you do. Um, and then knowing your worth is the value that you place on yourself or the value that others place on you. And so I feel like those are two separate kind of categories that sometimes get combined when you talk about knowing your worth or when you talk about 
knowing what you deserve. And so on this far right spectrum, so we have on the far left spectrum, that kind of spiritual insecurity um, that the enemy tries to whisper in our ears. But then on the same, on the right side, it's the same thing. On the right side of the spectrum, it's still a spiritual insecurity. It's just portrayed as confidence because a lot of people will say that they know what they deserve and they know what their worth is. But really, as human beings, we don't deserve anything. Like of all things, we deserve death and we deserve punishment for our sins. And if we really had to bear the weight of the sins that we that we have, we really deserve death. I mean, that's why Jesus died on the cross, because he was the um, lamb that was slaughtered for our sin. And so a, a lot of times I think that when we say what we deserve, that's kind of like saying, well, like that's like saying that we are pure and we are holy and we are righteous and we've we're perfect essentially and this is what we should receive as a result of us earning this when we didn't earn that we didn't earn um Christ's sacrifice we couldn't have earned um grace we couldn't have earned mercy and love from God and yet he still lavishes it on us and yet he still chooses us because it's out of his own will and out of his own pleasure he's just like I want to do it so I'm going to do it and that's why he does it there's nothing that we could do to earn his love there's nothing that we can do to earn anything like that and so um so on the far right side we have kind of knowing what you deserve and that is a sense of a spiritual insecurity as well because if you were truly secure in Christ you would know that you don't deserve anything you would know that what we do deserve is death and yet Christ still loves us and he still um, is keeping us alive. And so that's the far left and the far right spectrum. But right in the middle of the spectrum is kind of that balance, right? Right in the middle of the spectrum, we have knowing our worth in Christ. And when you know your worth in Christ, you know that what you deserve is death. You know that what you deserve is punishment for your sins. But you recognize the value that God has placed on you. You recognize the value that Christ has placed on you. Because remember how I said that these are two separate categories. Knowing what you deserve and knowing your worth are two separate things. And knowing your worth is the value that you place on yourself and the value that you place that others place on you. And so if you know your worth in Christ, you know the value that Christ has placed on you. The value that he said, I'm going to come all the way down from my high position in heaven to come sacrifice my life for you on the cross. I'm going to come walk this earth so I can teach you how to live so that you can be in an intimate relationship with my father. Because I love my relationship with my father and I want you guys to have a relationship with my father as well. So I'm going to come and I'm going to show you how to do that. I'm going to give you a perfect example of what to do. And I know you're going to stumble and I know you're going to fall, but that's where my grace is going to come in. That's where my love is going to come in. That's where my mercy is going to come in. And I'm going to help you out because I know that you can't do this on your own unless I'm coming down. And so I feel like a lot of times I forget that. A lot of times I forget that. I forget my worth in Christ, my value to Christ, um, because he values me. He truly cherishes me. He truly loves me. And um, sometimes I get to the far left and I feel just unworthy and I feel like just, you know, I, I just feel so discouraged and I feel like 
he doesn't love me. And then that's how I distance myself from God. Or sometimes I'm completely on the far right side. And I feel like I deserve this and I need this because this I did this, 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 and the third. And it's like, that distances me from God as well because that, in a sense, is pride. And so either spec- either side of the spectrum, I'm distanced from God. But when I find that kind of sweet spot, when I find that middle ground of humility and knowing my worth in Christ, then it becomes a pathway to intimacy with God and a more intimate relationship with God. And I really love that. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking through me today because I didn't even know I was going to say all that. And that was all you, Lord. Thank you so much for this revelation, God. This is so amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. But yeah, that's it. I think that's it. I'm trying to see. Is there anything else? Is there anything else? Oh, so let's go back to the analogy of the the dishware, shall we? So I know that in my household, um, we have the, the 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 stuff that's good, the stuff that's been passed down, the stuff that has been cherished. Um, my mom has a lot of cups from her grandparents, and she has um a lot of like just silverware and I mean not silverware but like um diningware that like is passed down from her relatives and stuff like that and then stuff that she got on her own as well and so those are the things that we truly cherish we know because those are at the top of the shelf in the cabinet we know we don't touch that and even when I just remember this one time when my little brother used to like spill cups all the time I mean he still does but not as much but he used to literally like knock over cups every single day drop stuff every single day and so I remember when we had like it was like Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter or something like that we brought out the the fine china and and um he grabs the (laughs) he grabs the cup with both hands on the bottom and he's walking so slow to the table to take his cup to the table because he didn't want to drop it and like that's how much value Christ has placed on us he's like i have placed the same amount of value on you as the fine china that is in the cabinet like you are not the common plastic common ceramic stuff that we get from the dollar tree or we get from bed bath and beyond no this is the stuff that we're saving for the the best moments that we're we're truly valuing because at any moment in time just because it's getting used just because it's common doesn't mean it's valuable and that goes back to that um to this thing I was reading in Acts let me find it but yeah just because it's common doesn't mean it's valuable because even though you may see it consistently used or you may see people commonly use it doesn't mean that it is it is valuable the stuff that's on the first shelf in my household the first the stuff that's on the first shelf is cups from the Dollar Tree plates from the Dollar Tree. See, we used to get stuff from like Bed Bath and Beyond and we used to get stuff like that actually, you know, whatever. But then the Dollar Tree started selling like plates and cups and bowls and they actually looked nice. And so we were like, oh, let's just get it because we know it's going to be broken at some point in time. So why not? Why waste money to get, you know, plates for like $20 each when we could just get, you know, this Dollar Tree stuff, and it's cool, you know, and so we started getting that because we knew that they were going to get broken, and that's the stuff that's on the bottom shelf, that's the stuff that's the common use, we're not going to hold those plates with 
or we are going to hold it with two hands, but we're not going to treat it with as much caution as we would the stuff that's on the top shelf because we know the value of each thing and we know that it's not it's not <laughs> it's not really worthy of being treated like that and so let me find where it was talking about in Acts. so this story is basically this story is basically peter's vision uh in acts chapter 10 verse 9 through 33 and so this is when peter has is is praying um at the top of a of a rooftop of a house and he is um he's about to get hungry right and then he has this vision and there's basically four um it's like a great sheet so this is what it says in verse 10 it says and he became hungry and wanted something to eat but while they were preparing it he fell into a trance and saw the heavens open and something like a great sheet descending being let down by its four corners upon the earth in it were all kinds of animals reptiles and birds of the air and a voice came to him this is god speaking to him and he says rise peter kill and eat but peter said by no means lord for i have never eaten anything on this that i have never eaten anything that is common or unclean and then the voice came to him again a second time and said what god has made clean do not call common and so i feel like this is like christ telling because okay so so in this um vision that he's having it's not a literal translation like you could go eat you know reptiles and stuff like that what he is what god is trying to reveal to peter through this vision is that the gentiles who were commonly looked down upon by jews the gentiles he's saying these people i have made clean now he said because of my sacrifice on the cross i have now given life to everyone i have now given worth to everyone so everyone has the potential to be fine china if they accept me if they believe in me they have the potential to be fine china but he says i have i have now given myself to everyone i have sacrificed for everyone that's what i did on the cross and so previously um the jews would see the gentiles and see the samaritans and be like ah, we don't mess with y'all because y'all are unclean we're clean y'all are unclean and they kind of took what god gave them which was that that choke being chosen they kind of took that and made it seem like they were the ones that got got there on their own and they were the ones that you know made it themselves and and that type of stuff when when god chose them only out of his own will he was just like i want to choose them so i'm going to choose them and i believe it was abraham that he chose because of abraham's faithfulness to him he chose abraham and as a result the jews were his his chosen people but that didn't mean that they should negate and they should disrespect other people because they're of them not being jews and that's what the jews were doing they kind of took this being chosen by god and turned it into like a superiority complex and they were like because we're chosen we're the best out here but like y'all are worth nothing and so jesus now comes on the cross and he dies for everyone's sins and now they're like okay now he's trying to get the word out that i died for everyone i didn't just die for the jews i died for everyone because i'm not just god of the jews i'm god of everyone and i want everyone to be uh 
to recognize the love that I have for them, to recognize the mercy that I'm giving to them, the grace that I'm giving to them. I want everyone to recognize the value that I am placing on them because they are fine china, because I I said they were going to be. That's it. And there's no way that we can get ourselves to the position of being fine china. There's no way that I can say that I can get myself to that to that placement of being fine china. It's only by God, by God's grace that that happens. And by him saying, I want to do it. So I'm going to do it. I see your heart. So I'm going to do it. And so in this story, he's basically telling Peter, he's like, Peter, because Peter was was a Jew, he's telling Peter Quit looking at the Gentiles and saying that they're not they're they're unclean and they're impure. He said, because what I have made clean through dying on the cross and through sacrificing my life, what I have made clean by doing that, don't call common. Don't call because, you know, it's like he's basically saying, don't be out here calling these people the plastic cups on the first shelf. Because I have made them clean. I have made them valuable. I have now placed them as fine china on the top shelf. So don't be out here looking at them and looking down on them and judging them and being like, oh, they're just supposed to be on the first shelf. No, because I have given them value. I have placed value on their lives. And so that's just such a cool, like, just such a cool thought. Thank you, God. That is so amazing. What God has made clean, don't call common. That's in verse 15. And what God has made clean in us, we shouldn't call common. That's amazing. Thank you, Lord. But yeah, that is a wonderful analogy. I'm, I'm thankful that I saw that story today on version. By the way, let's do a little plug because why not? So if you don't have it, you should get it. The version app. It's amazing. It has, so let's just run through the features for a little bit. So it's super easy, super accessible. Um, it has a verse of the day that you can see every day. And then it has a story that you can watch every day where it goes through the verse of the day. So it places the verse of the day and then it go, It has like a message from somebody. So it's kind of like a one to two minute message um, from somebody that we know that's, you know, kind of famous. Today was Kirk Franklin um, and other days it's been other people um other just other people that you know are are out here doing stuff and pastors from different places and ministers and stuff like that and so it's just really cool because you get to see different people and sometimes it's people that you know and you're like oh I know that person or I know that artist or stuff like that they have Tasha Cobbs on there stuff like that so it's really cool to see that and um really exciting and these people just have such great like messages that they give within one to two minutes and it's really wonderful really uplifting and then after that they kind of have like an interactive thing on the story where you can kind of interact with it it prompts you with a um with a bible's plan that you can do after that like on that same topic and then it kind of closes out and so then also you have the option to create prayer lists on your own you have plans that you can do, Bible plans that you can do, and there's so many different ones of them. There's ones on prayer, there's ones on love, there's on so many different topics, uh, whether it's like a good topic like love, I mean all of them are good topics, but whether it's like more a positive topic like how to pray, how to love, stuff like that, or it's on like a more difficult topic where it's like 
you know, trials and tribulations, how to overcome sexual impurity, stuff like that. Uh, they have topics, all types of stuff. And they also have plans for all ages, too. So it's like not just like on the topic, but it's also by ages. So if you want to look at plans for teenage girls or plans for um, adult men, like they have different different types. And then they also have plans for kids as well. And so I think I was going to start a plan today because I wanted to do um, one of these things. Like It's like Ancora kids shine like stars. And I wanted to do it because I was like, why not? I like the little kids like stuff. So I'm going to do that today. But um, they also have where you can do certain plans with friends. So you can invite your friends to do plans with you and they can join with you. And it's just really cool. It's a really cool app. They have... Um, where you can follow different people, um, or not really follow, but, like, add different people so that you all can, you know, like, just do plans together and pray for each other and stuff like that's really cool, and then they have different images that you can take, so if you want to post it on Instagram or something like that, you can do that, um, and it's just so many great and wonderful resources. They also have the regular Bible, like, where you can just access the Bible, read it, highlight, underline, make notes of it. You can make a prayer based off of that. You can bookmark it, stuff like that. You can search. And I really like their search thing because you can search based off of Bible stories. You can search based off of how you're feeling and they use kind of emojis to uh, illustrate that. Or you can search based off of like different topics like love, peace, faith, healing, marriage, stuff like that. Um, really cool, really cool, so I don't know why that was just like a minor plug, I'm not getting paid for this, um, but I don't need to be sponsored by them if I really love the app, like I really genuinely love this version app, I've used other Bible apps before, but I really like the version app, um, not in comparison to other Bible apps, but just because it's, it, it's really cool, it stands alone in my eyes, so I'm like, you know, that's dope, uh, so I really enjoy it, and that's a minor plug, just to let you guys know, um, but yeah, definitely download it, definitely use it, definitely add other friends to it. If you want to add me to it, that's totally fine as well. Um, I don't know what my thing is, but yeah, whatever, it's cool. You'll find me somehow. Um, but yeah, that's it for today. Uh, yeah. <laughs>